Welcome back to the Serve to Perform podcast. I am your host, Selene Osborne, and today we're joined with a very special guest, Mr. Ed Parrish. Hello. Thank you for joining us today. So we're going to talk a little bit about you. We call these our back of the business card interviews, back of the business card conversations. So let's talk a little bit about you and what you do with Serve to Perform. So what is your, what is your title with Serve to Perform? My title is, um, well, I joined Serve to Perform about a year and a half ago. And I came in as a senior associate, and I have a role as uh, as, as a coach and a facilitator. Yeah, yeah. So you said about a year and a half now it was served to perform. That's correct. Yeah. How have you enjoyed this time, and how different is it working with served to perform than your previous working experience? Well, um, you asked me how I enjoy it. It is, it's, well, I uh, observed before I actually joined on, mm-hmm. and just to see if it was, um, direction that I wanted to go, yeah. and I found it very interesting, much different than uh, some of the roles that I've had in the past, uh, but uh, the same as some of the roles I've, I've, I've shared in the past, because yeah. it was one that gave me an opportunity to work with others and to serve others in a, in a way that I knew that would, would be engaging for sure, and also uplifting to, to those I was serving. Yeah. So where did you grow up? Did you grow up in Northwest Arkansas? Uh, no, I moved to Northwest Arkansas um, almost, well, 20, 21 years ago, okay. 1999. Yeah. But I actually grew up in West Tennessee. Okay. Uh, that's my hometown. It's right north of Memphis, about 70 miles, a little place called Dyersburg, Tennessee. Okay. Uh, population of about 10,000 at the time I, I grew up there. But I, I was there. I went to... High school there, graduated uh, from from high school, and at at eighteen and left there and, and uh, uh, moved to uh, Nashville, Tennessee, and then over to Northwest Arkansas. So why'd you move to Nashville? Let's let's dive into that. Well, Nashville. Reason why I went to Nashville. That's where I went to college, mm-hmm. and um, I went to attended Vanderbilt University there in, in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually attended on an athletic scholarship yeah. and uh, playing, uh, playing football. Okay. Uh, but I had four enjoyable years there at, at, at Vanderbilt, and uh, it was a, a wonderful, wonderful learning experience. Yeah. So after you left Vandy, where, how was that transition? Where did you transition to after you left Vanderbilt? Well, I <laughs> immediately after graduation, I started with a small retailer that was located there in Nashville called Service Merchandise Company. That company is no longer in existence. It's, it went out of business okay. uh, in 1999. And that's why I moved uh, to, uh, to Northwest Arkansas okay. to join up with the company here in, in Northwest Arkansas. Gotcha. So transitioning from playing college football, right, SEC college football, to working a nine-to-five real job. How was that transition? Oh, it was easy. Yeah. Because football, uh, actually attending school, uh, being responsible for uh, your, your schoolwork and being responsible for uh, practices, being yeah. responsible for uh, uh, being ready for, for the games. Yeah. You put that package together, that's a lot of time yeah. expended. And uh, so actually working was, uh, was what's much, much was an easy, yeah. easy transition. Yeah, yeah, and on it, so I worked with the um, Arkansas women's basketball team my time during undergrad, and I was a student manager. 
And it was an everyday thing. Our off days, you still have to show up to the gym, right? You still have to go into work, clock in, put in tons of hours and tons of time to be able to make your team and your program as best as possible. And even just me being a manager, I saw how much our girls were doing and I saw how much our coaches were doing. And so football being, you know, on a different level, right? But football being that same thing, right? And being able to learn those attributes as an 18 to 21, 22 year old and have that everyday thing for four years. Yeah, yeah you, you actually uh, learned a lot about time management. For sure. Without even knowing it. Exactly, yeah. Because you had to um, uh, look at time as a commodity at, at yeah. that point. Yeah, yes. Uh, early mornings, classes, um, and late afternoon practices, and then afterwards there was a block of time for, for study. Yeah. So. Yeah. How hard was it for you to balance? I mean, Vanderbilt's a good school. Right? Like, it's it's pretty academically, like, you have to be pretty academically sound to get into Vanderbilt in the first place. How was how hard was it to va- to balance football and schoolwork at the same time? Because, I mean, they're both full-time jobs. Well, it wasn't anything that I wasn't used to. Yeah. Um, uh, from high school, my parents demanded that uh, before you play sports, before you do anything else outside of your schoolwork, uh, uh, then... Well, actually, you did your schoolwork before you did anything else. Yeah. And, and so that was just simply part of uh, a lifestyle that I had grown up with. Yeah. And so it was a pretty easy transition. Yeah, you knew no different. Knew no different. Yeah, for sure. So transitioning out of and away from Nashville, right? You come to Northwest Arkansas. And you jumped into, what, where did you start working when you came to Northwest Arkansas? Well, I joined up with, uh, with Walmart. Okay. Uh, at... Um, in 1999. Okay. Uh, first assignment was a regional manager in, H- in human resources. And um, so I spent a lot of time uh, on the road. Yeah. Uh, working with that company as a, as a regional HR yeah. uh, manager for, for okay. Walmart. Cool. And then how long were you with Walmart? With Walmart for 20 years. Wow. How many life lessons, how many work lessons, how many lessons did you learn just during that time with Walmart? Well, um, let me back up some yeah. because I had already had experience working with a, uh, another retailer yeah. in, and primarily in the HR side of the business, yeah. uh, working um, um, in leadership roles there. So it was pretty easy transition. What I found out is that when you are working with uh, people who are responsible for um, for others, yeah, whether it's in company A or company B, it's pretty similar. Yeah. So, uh, to, to as far as life lessons are concerned, um, I had a responsibility that spread across many many states. Yeah. And just to um, to be able to to to, to lead a group yeah. um, that um, was pretty pretty diverse yeah. a- across the uh, across the the company across the region was uh, I'm gonna have to cut this one out. You're good, yeah. So leadership qualities, yeah. right? 
They're crucial in sports. They're crucial in everyday life. They're crucial in your work, in your job, in your family, right? They're crucial in everything you do. And when you started playing football at Vanderbilt, I guarantee you, you learned a few um, leadership qualities, right? What, and then, you know, implementing those throughout the time that you're working in these, these retail jobs. And then you get to Walmart and you're, you know, transitioning out of Walmart and then into serve to perform, right? What is your, if you could give 18 year old, 19, 20 year old Ed advice on some sort of leadership quality, what would you give him? I'll tell you the one I think about first and foremost is the one of integrity. That's a good one. Uh, one of, of integrity, and that is being responsible. Yeah. And uh, being honest. Yeah. And I, I picked up a leadership lesson, I guess, from one of my coaches, and uh, because he was very detailed and and in every aspect of, of of his work. Yeah. And I remember um, uh, our team traveling to another location. I believe it was the University of Georgia. Okay. And we all got off the bus, ready to go into a hotel. And at that point in time, uh, unlike today, we didn't have cell phones. Yeah. You could get all your news, all your information. There was simply the, what they called the newsstand, mm-hmm. where you actually put in a quarter or a dime and you receive a newspaper out of the stand. Yeah. And one of the players opened up the newsstand and pulled out one of the papers, and the rest of the players, a number of the players, followed him without actually paying for the, for, for the newspaper. Yeah. The coach stopped the entire team, pulled us all together, talked about that situation, and said that that was dishonest, and um, uh, asked every player who had a paper that they didn't pay for to actually pay for it at the time. Wow. So it's just a, just a small thing. Yeah. But it was a... Way of teaching our players more than just the X's and O's, yeah. playing football, but about life and, yeah. and integrity. You know, in that small, minor little memory you have taught you so much, right? And you being able to realize that on a firsthand basis and say, wow, okay, you know, this is the way I need to be. I need to carry this over into my everyday life is huge. Absolutely. And, but you, you learn a lot of lessons in sports yeah. that you carry over the everyday, everyday life. And one is about time management, and we talked about that earlier. One is just about being on time yeah. and uh, being responsible. One is about working together as a team, yeah. and that when you work together, you can accomplish great things. Yeah. And so there's just uh, so many lessons that you can learn through the, game, through, through the, through the sports world yeah. and you can, that you can apply to your to your work world, to your home life, yeah. to uh, every aspect of your family yeah. life. I love that. So let's touch on how you carried those lessons you learned from sports and then now through all of your experience and all of your working experience into your family. How have you been able to, you know, teach those lessons to your kids and teach those lessons to your grandkids? Because you have grandkids, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. So how have you been able to implement those same lessons that you learned when you were a young adult to those kids now? Well, I, I learned this from, from my parents. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's much easier to transfer those skills through your everyday action and how you live them out yep. versus how you speak them out. Yes. And so that's what I, I learned 
over time. I saw my dad, uh, when you talk about integrity, I saw my dad being a, a, a man of great integrity. I saw how he handled uh, everyday situations. I saw how he handled pressure situ situ situations. Mm -hmm. And he did it with great calmness and patience. And um, so those types of behaviors were things that were instilled in me. Yeah. Uh, and then you, whether you picked it up in the sports world or you picked it up in uh, your religious community, yeah. uh, all of those, when you put them all together, they become who you are. Yes. And so now those are easy skills to li live out in the presence of our, my children and now in, in my grandchildren. Yeah. So living them out in action versus speaking them out in, in, in words. Yeah. What's harder, playing Division One football or being a grandfather? Being a grandfather is easy. Yeah. Uh, Division one football, I don't know. It's been so long since I played. <laughs> <laughs> How different is Division one football nowadays compared to when you played? Um, the players, I believe, are just much bigger. Yeah. Stronger, faster. Just uh, uh, the game has changed uh, uh, so much. Yeah. When, when it comes to, as you can see, that uh, when I played, yeah. Uh, I came in as a, as a running back uh, at uh, 165 pounds, 5'9", <laughs> and, of course, I gained more weight after that. Yeah. But um, that's uh, just the difference in just the size of the yeah. players and the speed of the game. Yeah. You know, when you talk about size and you talk about, you know, you b maybe being on the smaller side compared to the players that are nowadays you see, like, Alabama has an NFL team on their sideline, it seems like. It's like, oh, my gosh, what is this? But all of those lessons you learned you can continue to carry through your life. Absolutely. You know, and being able to grow as an adult and grow as a young adult and become who you are today and be the man and the family member and leader that you are is crucial to who you are for our company. It's crucial to who you are for your family and for your personal life and all of that. So we appreciate you so much for coming to joining us today on the Serve to Reform podcast. Do you have any final words or anything you want to leave us with? You no, know, well, since joining Serve to Reform is just such a wonderful company to uh, be associated with. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I love name first of all yeah because it includes service yes and what i found uh, out about the company uh, is that it includes service yeah servicing others in a way that is going to uplift them encourage them empower them to be better in their careers and, 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 and better uh, individuals yeah. as they serve their families and serve their communities yeah Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for giving us your time. And thank you for all that you do for our Serve to Perform community and staff. Yes. So as you know, Serve to Perform um, is the root of all of our services. Um, we really uh, value the importance of service leadership um, in order to achieve high performance. Yeah. So uh, transformation adoption is no different than our other practices in that way. The way that it is slightly different is seeing the not only the value of transformation, but embracing that transformation and the adoption of that. Yeah. 